And welcome to another edition of On The Board Sports. I am your host, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Sean T., joined by my main man, William Cherucci, a.k.a. Will C. Will, welcome back, sir. Yes, after a little two-week hiatus, almost like you, Sean, in a sense. <laughs> one, missing one week out. his inner Sean. <laughs> missing one week because of a union meeting. Uh-huh. Shout out to Local 3. And Local also, three, yes. also, you know, we had to cancel our show last week for, you know, just some... On like kind purpose, you eight, know what I mean? Like eight, nine people was like busy, busy. But then I do get it at holidays, so. A- absolutely. But I you know what? It. You know what, man? It's awesome with a capital A to be here. And on top of that, dude, how the hell have you been? I've been good, man. Um, I've been good. You know, just ready for uh, 2019 to, begin, to start. You know, this is our last show of the year. Well, and you know what? Well, it's, it's funny because I remember to the first show. And it's just like, you know, we've come a long way. We've met some awesome uh, people. We've been, it's been a absolute pleasure to, you know, have our show here at Gotham Podcast uh, Studio. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's not a bittersweet thing. It's just like, you know, it's been a great year and just, just really looking forward to what 2019 holds in terms of the show, man. But yeah. besides that, I've been good, man. Actually, I have some, uh, breaking, some, not breaking news, but I'll get to you and then, uh, uh, back to me, Will. You know what, man? You want to know how I feel about this? Yes. That's that's how I feel. That's how I feel about everything because that's that's literally how I feel. You know what I mean? When we first started up in, in, in June of uh, 2018, you know what, man? It, it's just been phenomenal to say the very least. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes to the show. That's right. Obviously, we've had a lot of great guests on. We had a lot of... You know, influence here at, at Gotham Podcast Studios, and I cannot wait. Sean, what's the breaking news that you have? Well, it's not really breaking news; it's just some news about me. You know, sometimes you 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 have to really you know sit back and think about you know where life is going and you know where you want to be and what you want to do. Right. And um, you know, I turned uh, the big three zero, thirty years old uh, last month, and you know, I really. Had to have a sit down talk with myself, but you know what, Sean? Where do you want to go? What do you want to be? Right. Where, like, where is your life going? Like, and well, I told myself thirty years old was the beginning of the rest of my life. I don't know how many more years God has in store for me, right? Until I die, but you know, where wherever that goes, I'm gonna do things my way, and I'm not gonna care what anybody else says. So, mm-hmm. with that being said, well, I had to make a choice to do what I love and to follow. My passion and um, you know, my job wasn't it. So, December eleventh, I left my job. Are you serious? I am very, very serious. Really? I did. Um, you know, it it was a situation where you know, it was coming. You know, I, I haven't been telling people a lot about what was going on, but you know, it the money was good. Right. The, obviously, flying for free. Was also good, but well, if I'm staying at a job because the money's good and because I fly for free, I shouldn't be staying there because at the end of the day, I'm not staying there because I'm happy. And 30 to the rest of my life, well, I'm going to do what makes Sean happy. I don't care what nobody else says. I don't care what things could be or wings could not be. You know, I've been blessed to, you know, save up some money where, you know, I've been, you know, we haven't said this on the air, but you know, in terms of you know, putting out you know funds, well has done an amazing job doing that, and I'm finally able to start get to give him back you know his own right a cash. So you know right. what I'm saying. So you know, 
Well, it's one of those things where, you know, money, it isn't a, a problem. It isn't going to be a problem because I finally saved. Um, and, you know, listen, you know, I'm taking this show and my other show very, very seriously. And, you know, it's going to be uh, and well, ever since I left, I've been happy. That's what matters the most. And right. And, you know, you look at, you know, well, you look at rich people and celebrities that die because they have all the riches and all the fame and the glamour and the glitz. But there's something on the inside that makes them do drugs or makes them unhappy or whatever the case was. And I'm not them. Right. So these people have the money and the resources to get help, but they choose to not get help. Right. I'm choosing to help myself with the resources that, that I have. Right. So well, I don't want to spend too much time uh, on it because we do have a show that That's... we have to do. But, you know, well, I did what makes me uh, happy. And, uh, you know, I just hope people could uh, respect it and just get ready for me to push this show to the highest max, man. Absolutely. And you know what? I can't wait for that. And, you know, that's really a lot on me, you know, after hearing that, because, you know, you just shocked me right there, <laughs> to say the very least. I've wanted but, to tell you that for like two weeks, well. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, you know what? Like you said, man, you know, you got to do what's best for you, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, sometimes in today's world especially, it, it's not really about the celebrities, because the celebrities are humans, and we often, at times, look at celebrities as almost superheroes to a degree. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know what? I respect what you're doing right now, Sean. I really do. And the fact that you're looking out for not only your physical well-being, but your mental well-being, your mental Bingo. health. And we all look for that. And we all talk about mental health. And everybody posts on social media this about, you know, trying to help out others with, you know, what people are going through in, in their life and everything like that. Sean, I just really want to congratulate you on that, man. You know what Thank I mean? You, because you know what? A lot of people don't have the guts or the balls to actually do what you what you just said just now over the mic. And you have thousands upon thousands of people <laughs> actually listening into you, right. you know, as we're talking right now. So and people actually do listen to the show. Of course. Yes. So, you know what? Hey, look, listen, let's I'm really, really dead serious about this. Let's put this show right on the map. Yes, and let's make this fuck. Let's make this fucking huge. Yeah, this 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 show. This will there is no plan B. Plan A, B, C, D, E to Z is on the board sports. And 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 will and I actually quit on shift. I had a meeting and the meeting didn't go well. And what I had, well, I've I've never had a headache that bad. And it's almost like God was talking to me like leave, leave. Leave. Right. And I sent out my report, which I always do, at 12 on the dot. And I was like, man, fuck this, man. And I, ty- wrote, I typed up, I resigned my little email. I sent it out. I picked up my bags and I freaking left. Wow. On shift. Wow. So, you know what, Will, thank you for understanding where, where um, I'm coming from. And you know what, well, I've been, well, f- since December the 11th, since the day I've left, my head has not hurt. I've not cried a tear. I've not been stressed out in, in any way. Now, I know it comes off as a shock because I haven't expressed this to you or anybody else. But these were things that were taking place, headaches and tears and just being right. uh, frustrated. So, well, it's no coincidence now that since 16 days has passed since I left and none of that has taken place. So I just got to thank God and I got to thank guys like you for, you know, helping me make this show, you know, to the point where it is and to where it's soon going to go. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? We got to gotta work together on this. You know yes, what I sir. mean? So, you know, the past six months have been awesome, but that's six months, and 
you know, it's 2018, it's gone, and, you know, here we are right now. So, Sean, you know, I can't wait to do this with you, man. I really can't. Let's do it, brother. Let's do it. Let's do it, brother. Let's do it, you know. So, on a... uh, that that's just <laughs> wow. That's sorry. Well. I, I still I still can't believe that. You know what I mean. But you know, on onward to bigger and better things right now. Yes, sir. With regards to basketball, your Brooklyn Nets have been absolutely the talk of the town here in New York, and not only in New York, but in all of the National Basketball Association. Yes, sir. They have been winners of what their past seven. Or eight, nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten games the Nets have won, including their last game in which they beat the Charlotte Hornets and Michael Jordan owned team, one thirty four to one thirty two. Sean, how do you feel about your Brooklyn Nets going on such a win streak lately? Well, you know, it's funny because a couple weeks back we had lost seven eight straight. But well, we should have won five, six, seven, seven of those games. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the f- the f- Philly game we should have won that. Memphis game we should have won that. Nick game we should have won that. The G- Golden State game we were down in nineteen and we came back to within two. So that was definitely a winnable game there. Well, but right. you know, well, in such a short time span, we've learned to close out these games, and you know. You just look at, and you know, it's not like we've beaten any scrub teams, but we've beaten your Los Angeles Lakers. Right. We did beat Toronto, mm-hmm. a fully healthy t- uh, t- Toronto team. Mm-hmm. We beat uh, Philly in Philly's home, and we beat Charlotte, who, if the playoffs ended today, they will be, they would have been a uh, playoff team. So, you know, we're beating some pretty good teams here, Will, and you know, we're learning how to close games, but we've identified, well, who the closers are. And if you would have told me, well, that we would have won 9 out of 10 games with D'Angelo Russell being on the bench in the fourth quarter, I would have been like, absolutely not. Well, but, well, we found a we found a closing five, Carroll and Karooks and Ed Davis and Joe Harris and the $34 million man, Spencer Din, Witty Will. And you know what? Well, we're playing extremely well. And, you know, we have Charlotte again um, tomorrow night. Last night's game was crazy, a double overtime win. As you said, so many crazy plays happening. Well, I watched that whole game. So absolutely, I'm happy. I'm excited. Kenny and Atkinson, I, I still disagree with his rotations at times. But you look at his in-game adjustments. Well, when whenever you win nine out of ten games, coaching is a big part of that, and he's done a, a, a real good job. Yeah, and you know what? You talk about the Charlotte game yesterday. The uh, some of the guys that you were talking about just now, outside of Spencer Dinwiddie and Jared Dudley, you know, D'Angelo Russell obviously being on the bench for you know the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, you had guys like uh, Ronian's Curex who went six for nine from the field. He shot 67%, and he was a quality role player last night right. during the game. Jared Allen, yeah, he didn't score a lot, but he he ultimately had himself a nice little game as well where he went out, and in 23 minutes, he only scored seven points. But again, he had nine rebounds, and what can you say about him? You know what I mean? The guy is an anchor on that floor, and I think he's going to be a defensive presence for years to come patrolling that paint over there at the Barclays Center. And you know what, too? You look at the Nets, for example, okay? 
in regards to where they've ultimately been. They were at the bottom of the cellar. Bottom of the bottom. Bottom of the bottom, as you've mentioned before, Sean. Mm-hmm. And this is when they lost out on Karis LeVert. Mm-hmm. And they were they were hot. He was hot. But it wound up, you know, really, it wasn't really going well after he got hurt. Right. But for them, they're on a two-game winning streak. They're winners of their last nine nine games out of ten. You know, they're literally just, I believe, one one game out or a half game out mm-hmm. of that final spot in the eighth seed if the playoffs were to end tomorrow or something like that. You know what I mean? So for them to keep on winning games like this and to keep on pushing through is just absolutely unbelievable. And you know what? Kudos to a guy like uh, Kenny Atkinson for having to put out not only not only to put out the rotation that he's been putting out, but to just say, hey, guys, look, listen, we may not have the superstars, but if you believe in yourselves and and play and – Play as a unit, you guys will you guys will only go so far. You know? You know what, Will? And and I think another key part of it is give the Nets organization some credit because it would have been easy for them to say, We finally have our first round pick. Will this draft next year, June, is gonna be amazing. Like this like this is like this is a highly anticipated draft. So it so it would have been easy for the Nets to tank. But the Nets say no. We have a good team. We believe in the resources that we have. And why tank when you want to attract the Kevin Durant to the world, the Kawhi's and the Kyrie's? You need to identify. Okay, we want to bring in stars. Well, who are these stars playing with? And well, it brought music to my ears. Even though he's not a free agent, well, LeBron James watched that Brooklyn Nets game, Charlotte um, uh, Hornets game, well, and he's been a uh, free agent twice. And, you know, you can't tell me that these guys aren't going to go to him. Like, yo, man, what you think of these Nets, man? Uh, what you think of these Knicks? Because I think people respect LeBron as being the best player in the world right now. So, you know, it will. I'll, so the organization from Sean Marks down deserves a ton of um, uh, um, uh, credible. And I really can't wait to, to, to see if we can continue going because, well, LeBron James is out of the East. So the East is wide it open and well, everybody's talking about Toronto and Philly and the and and the Bucks or Pacers. Nobody's talking about the Wizards. Wizards have been doing badly though over the past couple of couple of weeks. They they did right this ship. They did go back to playing how they were, but you know what, well, whenever you have Bradley Bradley Beal, John Wall, they did make mm-hmm. the Trevor uh Reza trade. So I think he could come in and kinda like structure that team. They're still a very, very uh, dangerous team. Nobody's talking about, obviously, the uh, the Nets, the Hornets, and also a team that has a lot of talent, but nobody's talking about them are the Heat. Like, this is Dwayne Wade's final year. The Heat are going to do everything in their power to at least make the playoffs for the, um, uh, for the guys. So, well, everybody's talking about the top four teams in the East. Nobody's talking about the bottom, like, like after that, and well, I think it's a wide open East because LeBron James is not there. I, I think if you if you don't look at the whole LeBron James thing going on, and a lot of people here on on the show in recent weeks, we've been talking about you know NBA and how New York basketball has sucked over the past couple of weeks. Um, I think we've been jaded to say the very least with regards to all right. Here's Here's the here's the idea. We're gonna suck. We're gonna get a top draft pick, and you know we're gonna try and sign some free agents because we're the New York 
market, whether it be the Knicks or whether it be the Nets. No. This is the way how fans love the game, okay? You love surprises. The Nets have been so far a surprise this season. I know, Sean, you've been saying over the past couple weeks, even during the preseason, watch out for the Nets. Mm -hmm. Totally get that. Totally understandable. But with that being said, I ultimately feel like you have to play to win the game, as Herm Edwards said. Right. You know, you have to go out there and say to yourself, okay, these guys that are working hard, we know who they are. Mm -hmm. The Leverts of the world. You have, uh, you know, you have the Damari Carrolls of the world, the Jared Dudleys of the world, the Spencer Dinwiddies. Everybody is in love with Spencer Dinwiddie right now. D'Angelo Russell, he's been having himself a good year outside of, you know, some of the antics that he's had. But, hey, it is what it is. That's right. who he is. Right. You know, Joe Harris, he's a fan favorite. You look at Jared Allen. Jared Allen is obviously a fan favorite coming through this season. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, another guy a that's been piece. an absolute fan favorite. Right. You I know, think. this team's not filled with superstars, but they are filled with guys, quality role guys. And if you could get a guy like Karis LeVert back and develop him, Watch out, because maybe you don't need a superstar. Maybe you just need that that player to build in-house and get maybe one or two role players from outside and then build with what you have. Don't worry about the superstars. If the superstars want to come, that's it. It is what it is. Don't worry about the LeBrons, the Kevin Durants, the Kyrie Irvings. Those guys can ultimately change the culture at the end of the day within that locker room and within that chemistry that those guys have in the locker room right now. Just go out there, play hard, play for the coach. The city loves it. Brooklyn loves it, the way how they're playing right now. It seems like almost at every game now, it's it's li- literally loud in there outside of the Islander games. But- Will, you bring up a very good point. I was just about to say, the past few games, it's felt like a playoff game. Right. Because... People are actually coming right. to the game. Right. The Pacers lost. That's that was the only loss in terms of our nine out of ten. Right. And even that game was close until Victor Ola uh, Depot went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> in the fourth, but you know, well, that game was loud. The Hornets game was loud. The Lakers game. I mean, obviously, LeBron's in town. Right. New York has has. Laker fans, I'm sitting the, the cross uh, from one. I kind of lost respect for them, but whatever. <laughs> and they uh, sold their souls. And um, and you know, and well, and well, that game was loud. The Toronto game was loud. So well, you know, fans starting to buy in. But hey, we actually have a, not a winning team yet in New York, but we have a team that is winning right now. Right. And um, well, but well, you make a very good point in terms of not maybe needing the big names because well, to to even further support your point, Will, if Golden State knew Steph Curry was going to be Steph Curry, he wouldn't have went seventh. He wouldn't went first. If they knew Clay Thompson was going to be Clay Thompson, he wouldn't have went twelfth. He would have went first. If the Spurs knew Kawhi was going to be Kawhi, he wouldn't have went sixteenth. A lot of people forget Kawhi Leonard was traded for George Hill. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of people I remember f- that. forget that. I remember George that. George Hill. Yes. The Pacers were ne- Okay, but and then, well, still. And it, then it, on top, <laughs> you know what? Just to add to your point, 
the guy was supposed to be slated to go top five. Right. And he had a lot of injury history in college. Right. So, hence, he went down the 16th. And so. and traded for George Hill, and the Spurs won a championship, and they should have won two. Ray Allen in the friggin' corner. Yeah, that's, but anyway. That, that's on Greg Popovich, <laughs> not leaving uh, Tim Duncan in there for the rebound. Very, very true. But, but um, to get back to the Nets for a quick second here, their schedule is going, going to be like this. They play the Hornets tomorrow in Charlotte at 7 o'clock. Then they go up against the Bucks in Milwaukee in a brand-new arena. Back-to-back tough, tough right? games. Tough games, Saturday, 5 o'clock. Right. Then they come home after New Year's Day on Wednesday, January 2nd. Another tough game. <laughs> at 7.30, of course, a lot of speculation going on with Anthony Davis and where he's going as Scoopy, Brandon Robinson, has been reporting. Shout-out to Brandon Robinson. He's awesome with a capital, capital A. a. Got to get that on a shirt. Then they go up against – it's weird because they, they break it up here. It's a home game, and then they have an away game. Nets at Grizzlies Friday on the 4th. That's an 8 o'clocker. And then the Bulls, they round out at Chicago at the United Center on Sunday, January 6th. And then they come home to play up against the Boston Celtics on Monday, January 7th at 7.30. That game's going to be a loud one, too. The Boston game's going to be a loud one. Well, we, we, in December, I think I think with this game coming up Friday, uh, Saturday, uh, these two games, I believe that will make games 17 and 18 that we played this month. I think so. Well, out of those 17, 18 games, I think we've played, I think, I think like 12 at home. So this month, we really played a lot of at-home games, which was good because January and February, we always go on that long West Coast trip in February because the circus is um, is in town, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But but we'll, look, you know, Friday, tough, tough game. Saturday, tough game. The Boston game going to be tough. Anthony Davis, a Pelicans, that's always going to be tough. So, you know, we have a tough a tough slate coming up, but will to to finish up my previous point and to finish up about my Brooklyn Nets. Well, I think you're right, Will, because if we can build within, there's no need to go and get these superstars. Absolutely, Golden not. State built within, and that's why I don't I, I don't get mad when like when people hate Golden State. I'm like, why? Steph Curry draft pick. Clay Thompson, draft pick. There are Draymond re- Green, there draft are, pick. But there are reasons as to why, outside of basketball, that people hate on the Golden State Warriors. Well, the Mark um, uh, Jackson firing, I would ever think that they were wrong. Like, 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 all he did did was make that team better. But in terms of the structure of their team, well, they did it the right way. They went on and they drafted their stars. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing right, with right, that. Right. I'm just talking about some of the guys that that are on that team right now, that it just pers- the personality clashes with other teams. Draymond well, Green right. with his streak right. and the way how he re- how he reminds people of like a Rasheed Wallace well, right. type of player. Stephen Curry, every time he drains a three, he's got to go and do his little shimmy shake or look down, stare at people. Like, who cares? You made the three. Go back on defense. We get that we live in a so social personal, media. personal. It's a personal problem. Exactly. Right, right. Uh, you right, know what I, I mean? That Clay Thompson thinks that he he's the alpha dog of the team. You know what I mean? Right. Just, dude, you're winning games. And then Kevin Durant, another guy. Another guy. He's su- such one. a dick. <laughs> what a dick. He's making himself out to be the bad guy. And people want, he wants, you know, 
people to feel bad for him. No, you chose your own situation after Golden State won seventy three games and you want and you went out there and to win a title. You left Russell. You're, you left forget, Russell forget, Westbrook. It, no, forget no, forget State. leaving Russell Westbrook. Okay, <laughs> whether or not that was going to happen two three years down the road, they didn't win a championship. That's another story. But still, to go out. And to join a team that won 73 games and you were that close to beating them and and you guys were up 3-1 to in Oklahoma City against Golden State, what happened? Oh, you know what? We got to join the winners because they won. If you can't beat them, join them. Exactly. Well, so yeah, so I get it from a personal standpoint. Uh, outside, Outside of that? Totally respect what they do, right? Because they did, and 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 the point that that I'm trying to say is, if the Nets do it that way, I'll be fine. Because you would have drafted your stars, you would have signed the hopefully the right free and agents, you would have made this trade and that trade to better the team, and you may not need to go out and get a 31 a year old by the time next year summer summer comes. A lot of people forget Kevin. Kevin Durant's been in, the, been in the league a long time, so so he's going to be uh, 31 years old. Jimmy Butler is already 30 years old. He's going to be uh, 31. So you may not need to sign these guys to max deals. Maybe you have the star talent in place, and you're going to get a second-tier star. Get right. a, Go on and get a... I don't know who's a second-tier star. Well, maybe Tobias Harris, who is from where? Long Island. Right. So you know what, well. We shall see, but absolutely. Well, well, so far so good, and hopefully we could keep keep this train uh, rolling, man. Absolutely. Moving on to the other New York team, right now, they they've been absolutely been doing bad. We're talking about the New York Knicks, and it's been absolutely crazy roller coaster season, to say the very least. Yeah, they had the young talent, guys like Kevin Knox, uh, you know Frank Nelikita, the French product. He's been having himself an up and down year. But it seems like David Fisdale is having a lot of rave reviews about the young Frenchman. Then you have a guy like Tim Hardaway who's making a crazy amount of money that's jacking up crazy shots from all over the place. He's doing his thing. And obviously you have Kristaps Porzingis still hurt. But you also have guys like Alonzo Trier working his way onto the team, getting himself that contract that in which he he's coveted for so long, you know. And for that, you know, we know where this next season's going right now. They are, I think, tied for the second worst record in the East, if I'm not mistaken. With the Hawks. With the Atlanta Hawks. And also, too, you have the Cleveland Cavaliers also tanking, too. Right. But you know what, man? Like I said before, with the Nets, you have a lot of guys on on, on a team like this that's almost like on the opposite end of the spectrum here. You know, these are guys that are trying to fight for a job next year and trying to fight even for the undrafted guy in Alonzo Trier trying to get that 10-day contract trying to put food onto their table you know what I mean trying to root try to put a roof over their head you know some of these guys right now are just absolutely killing it but you gotta realize too that a lot of these guys are playing for the next job because you never know when that's gonna end and for that you you say well you know, um, the Christmas Day game, it was a good game for like a quarter and a half. Right. <laughs> and then the Bucks became the Bucks and really, you know, uh, ran away um, with that game. Well, but, you know, well, you know, we're, I think we're soon going to talk. I think we're soon going to have to talk about the Knicks, how we talked about the Mets during uh, the baseball year, where it was like the Yankees we knew were just battling with Boston and 
the A's for either the division or the you know wild card spot. And well, but we knew the Mets weren't going anywhere, right? <laughs> right. So it's like we and well, I think we know that this Knicks team is 2019 and beyond, and. When Matt was on the show, shout out to Matt from Better Fantasy Bureau. Shout out to Matt Viola for coming onto the show and replacing me for a week. Definitely, shout out to you, Matt. He said, "Chris Stapps Porzingis needs doesn't need to come back. Just like, what's the point? You're gonna come back. God forbid, get hurt again." Well, I agreed with him then, but I disagree with him now. Cause well, let's just let, let me put my superstar uh, hat on. Will if I'm a Kyrie and Irving, mm-hmm. Alonzo Cheer, okay. Tim Hardaway Jr., okay. Ennis Cantor, okay. None of that tickles me. None of that gets me all hyping and all that stuff. The last time we saw Chris Tapps Porzingis, he was hobbling off a basketball court. I need to see something from him to make me know that he's healthy. Because, well, if I'm a superstar, what if Chris Tapps Porzingis never comes back from this the way that he was? He's already 7'3". So with these tall guys, anything in the lower body, hamstring, knee, foot, it's always going to be a heightened sense of, you know, wanting to get it right because they're so tall. Right. So he's already 7'3", and he's already tore his ACL. So to me, it's like I, I need him to come back and, you know, play at least, you know, five, ten games. Let me see that he's at least capable of being the old him because why should should I sign a long term max deal, and the second best a player isn't what he once was? Now I'm stuck here with the Alonzo Chairs and the and it's um and, and and when those guys were supposed to be the fourth, fifth, sixth best players on the team, now they're the second and third because the second guy isn't what he once was. So I think for the Knicks this season should be all about identifying. Who's going to be on the team moving forward? Well, uh, like you said, like who they want to take um with them. And well, I I think they have to get Porzingis back at some point. I really really do. I mean, that would be great just to see him try to get some in game action back. I mean, you're looking at he's probably not going to come back till what maybe February, maybe by the trade deadline to say the very least. Probably. So you look at the upcoming games that the Knicks have right now. You have the Bucks on the road. They obviously play them on Christmas Day at uh, MSG. But now, tonight, they're playing at Milwaukee. Then, the 29th, they play the Jazz at Utah. Then they go they go and play the Nuggets at Denver. Then they play the Lakers at Staples Center on January 4th. By the way, that Nugget game is on January 1st. Okay. So, so Happy New Year. For the New York Knicks fans that are going to be watching that game. And then right after that, the Knicks, they come and play the Portland Trailblazers at 10 o'clock. And then they go up against the Warriors on January 8th at 1030. That game will be on NBA TV along on MSG. And then the, the next home game that they have, so they're going on a really long road trip right now. Next home game that they have will be on January 11th, going up against the Indiana Pacers at 7:30. That's an ESPN game, and that's the other thing too. Like, the Knicks haven't getting these little, not little, these uh, 
prime time slots. And it's like, you know, damn, you know, we we like we scheduled them because of name, but you know, we 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 we, we know the team isn't really good with. But I mean, you know what? Well, you know, it's 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 one of those things where you know the Knicks kind of shock you once in uh, once in a while because they were down to Charlotte big like by twenty or something, and they right. came back and they won that game. The first time they played the Bucks last month, the mm-hmm. Bucks were blowing them out. Same thing, came back and. Beat the Bucks. They've already beaten the Nets um, of this year. So when you least expect them to play well, here they come play well. They even had Golden State down, and then remember Kevin Durant went crazy in the fourth, scoring like twenty-two points or something. So you know what? Well, it's good to see them fight. It's good to see them playing hard. I think David Fizio was the right coach. Fizio knew what what the season was. He knew the season was all was all about identifying a core. You know, you know, seeing what they have and then moving uh, forward. So you know, obviously schedule wise, you know that's kind of a tough hay. Whenever you have the Lakers on the road, the Pacers, uh, the, the Denver on the road on uh, uh, New Year's Day. So you know, obviously it's a tough road to hay. But to me, well, the Knicks are just trying to get to the uh, finish line here. And you know what, man? If if a guy like Fisdale. If he listens to his player, or if he if he sees it, a guy like Noah Vonley, mm. I didn't realize this until on uh, Monday. The guy's a good ball handler, pushing the ball up and down, trying to create something. You know, I don't understand why they don't do that more. And even on the broadcast, they were saying that like, why doesn't he do that? He does such a good job of doing that. And Ryan Rucco and and Chauncey Big Shot, Mister Big Shot Billups. But uh, you know, I, I don't understand why they don't they don't use that more. You have a guy like Trier, Lance Thomas, he's a fan favorite. Uh Nilakita, the aforementioned Frenchman that we've uh met, mentioned before. Kevin mm-hmm. Knox has been having himself a an up and down rookie year. Ennis Cantor, another guy who's making a, a crazy amount of money right now. You know, Courtney Lee, he's hasn't been playing at all. He's, he's just right. Right. And then you have a guy like Trey Burke, another guy from Michigan hasn't really been doing that much anyway, but uh, he, uh, you know, you guys see what happens over there with the Knicks. But maybe, maybe he starts playing guys and just be like, you know what? Hey, look, listen, can they do it? Can these guys do something here where they could just spoil the sh- the shit out of some of these playoff teams coming up? You know, who knows? Let we'll, we'll see what happens over there. Yeah, and, with and, the Knicks. Yeah, and 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 we'll. At least, at least for the Knicks, Phil Jackson's gone. He needed to go in the worst way. Well, Phil, we keep on mentioning about Phil. Phil Jackson's over and done with at this point, you know. You can't worry about Phil Jackson here as far as I'm concerned. Phil, I don't even remember him being here, to be honest with you. That's how bad it was over here in New York. But with that being said, dude, it's just like, you know, a lot of fans, including us, guys, stop hanging on to the past. You know, guys, stop talking about guys like Phil Jackson and uh, you know Isaiah Thomas and all this stuff. Hell, we even heard rumors about James Dolan selling the team and him putting a listing out there or putting a number out there that the team would be worth five billion dollars. Well, five billion dollars. Whatever James Dolan smokes, give me some of that too, because I mean. Your franchise hasn't won a championship in X, 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 
YZ amount of years. You've only won a playoff series one in like the last XXX amount of years. And the best situation that you had, the well, that team that lost to the Pacers in the second round, that was the best. Well, that 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 was the team. That was the team because the Pacers played the Heat and they lost. Well, I think that Knicks team would have beaten the Heat. I really, really do. I really, really do. And 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 you know to lose in the second round in in six games, well, and the Knicks have never re- recovered uh, from that. So hopefully they can start to go on. But well, and here's the funny thing. Well, a lot of people forget James Dolan owns the Rangers. <laughs> That's right. A lot of people and the Rangers have a lot of success, or they have had some. They haven't won the cup, but at least they've been to a cup and they've been on the brink of cups. And they've been a they've been a relevant team in terms of hockey the past, you know, five years, six um, um years. But even though they haven't won the cup, the Kings beat them that one year. Tampa Bay beat them. Right. Uh Tampa Bay beat them uh end game seven, Madden Square, uh the other year that, that they were really, really close. But they've been close and well, all you hear about the Rangers is how well they've been run and the organization is top notch and all this stuff. And it's like, how could one guy own two teams and one is a shit show and the others ran so well? I, I, I really don't understand it. That's all I got to say about that with the Rangers. That's it. They're still a well-run organization. No, 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 no. It's all right. It's all right. You can mention that other team in uh. We'll mention it in in the next part of Manhattan. Will that's okay. (laughs) You know, had to pull that out. Had to just whip that out just now. That's all right. Uh, anyway, well. That's all right. Hey, Sean, by the way, you got to record our shows over here. Yes, yes. Let's go. Yes. You got to see the hat. That's absolutely. See 100%. Well, you know. I believe we're moving on to baseball. Baseball now, Will. And, um, well, you know, Manny Machado, since you've been away, Will, he met with three teams, White Sox, Phillies, and the Yankees got the last crack at them, you know. So, you know what, Will, you know. What you're hearing is, you know, that all three meetings went well. It seems like he's eliminated the White Sox because you're not really hearing nothing about that, which I'm not surprised. I mean, if you want to win, why would you go to that dumpster fire over, over, um, over there? So it seems like it's a White Sox. I mean, it's a Phillies-Yankees uh, race. You hear he wants the Yankees to work, um, but I guess they're just trying to come with a certain – dollar amount or year amount because I'm assuming he would want an opt-out after, you know, maybe three years or, like, you know what I'm saying, um, four years, something of that sort. Well, but you know what, Will? You know, I hope for a New York standpoint, I do hope the Yankees get this deal done because, obviously, well, you look at, uh, you know, I don't know where he would bat, but I'm assuming your three, four, five would be in whatever you want to put it, Stanton, Judge, and him, whoever goes three, four, five, will. I mean, now you're talking about some serious offensive power. Not that you need it anymore, but you 
address the starting rotation with Paxton. You re-signed CeCe. You re-signed Hap. The bullpen, you're still working on that. But if you bring in a Manny Machado, from a New Yorker fan, forget that I'm a fan of the Mets. From a New York fan, I do hope that the Yankees do uh, get that deal um, deal done. Slash will. Another reason, which I'm, which I'm pretty sure it's kind of common sense. Do you think I want the Phillies to get Manny Machado? And me being a fan of the Mets, I don't want another a superstar playing us 19, 20 times a season. Well, so we shall see. But what are, are, your, are your thoughts on the Machado sweepstakes? I think I think seeing and hearing about the White Sox being it sort of intrigues me in a good way, in a sense, because you know what, with the White, I, I was at. Uh, U.S. Cellular Field, or whatever they call it now, Guaranteed Rate Field. It should be called Comiskey still, but that's right. Exactly. That's something out guaranteed of rate. What? Yeah, Guaranteed Rate Field <laughs> for insurance purposes, whatever. But anyway, I think that it, it ultimately it strikes me like, you know what? Here's a guy that's looking at everything, right? Mm-hmm. The way how the team, the last, think about it. Look at the last four to five teams how they've won the World Series, right? Outside of Boston, you look at the Astros, how they do it. They built their team through a farm system. You look at the Chicago Cubs from 2016, they built their team through a farm system. The 2015 Royals, they built their team through the farm. And you look at teams that were on the cusp last year of winning it all, even the, even teams like the, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm-hmm. They went out there, they signed some guys, but they they were right there two years ago with before they choked. And guys like the Yankees, teams like the Yankees, they built their team through the farm system too. And the Yankees, listen, they're right there. But the White Sox, it intrigues me more because of the fact that they've traded away so many big names over the past couple of years. Chris Sale, Cy Young winner. You know, guys got great stuff with the uh, when he was with the White Sox and – Wound up going over to Boston and winning a World Series with Boston, and then you had guys like uh, who's another guy that got traded? Adam Eaton. Adam Eaton, right? He wound up Todd getting Frazier. traded. Todd Frazier wound up getting uh, traded over there too. You know what I mean? But to and from there, <laughs> right? You know, but there's there's a lot of things that are going on right now. But the the White Sox have this this roster that I see in place right now that's absolutely crazy. You're looking at a guy like Matt Davidson who can play third base. He also pitched for a little bit. He looked like he was the real deal. Solid ball player at third base. Then you have a guy like uh, like Yon Makata coming up playing second. You know, so maybe that infield right there. And you have uh, Asval Garcia playing out in right field. Maybe he could play first base. There's a lot of good things happening up there in on the uh, on the south side of Chicago. And also, too, you have a guy like Michael Kopech and Reynaldo Lopez that are coming up into the uh, into the pipe. So there's a lot of things that are ultimately uh, coming through. And even another guy like an Elroy Jimenez that might be coming up through the farm system. So there's, there's a lot of things. You look at past track record and you say to yourself, why Manny Machado? Should he go to the Chicago White Sox? Their farm system, number one is literally on the cusp of doing great things in the majors. They might even surprise a couple people next year. Moncada was the 
can't miss prospect. He went from Boston to uh, Chicago. Chicago. Right. He had a horrible year um, last year. Now I understand, young guy coming up. You know he's going to figure out a way. You still Hopefully. have you still have the eye potential. The eye potential, right? But in terms of like the boom for your buck, the Red Sox got the got the boom and the buck, and. Mancada really didn't do anything, but well, like you said, young guy. We'll see what um what happens there. From a competition standpoint, the White Sox make sense because after Cleveland, the rest of that division is horrible. Kansas City, terrible. The team he's joining, terrible. Um, um, American League uh, Central slipping. Twins. The Twins made the playoffs uh, two years ago. This past season. Really bad. So, so you know, a Cleveland and then it's Cleveland and everybody else. If you go to the Yankees, obviously, Boston, well, I'm never going to rule out the race. I'm never going to rule out the race. You can't. Every year, every they year. They surprise you. Every year, whether it be Joe Madden or Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash. Even the front office Cash people, money, baby. Right. They know how to put out a good roster. They scout really well, man. They do. Extremely they well. Do. Baltimore, they're an up-and-coming team. It's Toronto, they're still trying to build stuff back. And obviously, if you go to the National League East, the Braves seem seem to kind of have a stranglehold on that division now. Washington with the one, two, three rotation guys that, that they're going to have now with Scherzer, Strasburg, and Mr. Patrick Corbin. And obviously, my Mets, and obviously you can't forget about the Phillies who have Aaron uh, Nolan, Jake Arrieta, and Michael Franco, and Reese Hoskins, and Gene Segura now via trade, yada, yada, yada. So from a from a competition um, standpoint, the White Sox make sense. Um, but, you know, well, well, gun to my head, I think it's the Yankees, but I won't surprise me if it's the Phillies because, well, I think Brian Cashman has a number, and he's like, listen, you come to us. The, we are the 27-time champions. We don't go out and we don't let guys dictate what we give them. We dictate what we give right. you. And I think and I think Philly's going to bend and break where the Yankees never, never break. They're willing to bend, but they never, never break. But I do hope that they come to an agreement because I would love to see a Subway series with City Field, Stanton, Judge, and much Chicharo, and then for the Mets, you got Cano and Conforto and Nemo, um, uh, Cespedes. I would love to see bottom, bottom of the ninth, Will. The Yankee, um, the Mets are up 3 2, time run at third, Machado at the plate, Edwin Diaz versus Manny, uh, the Chicharo. Well, to me, to me, Will, I will pick up my phone and call you, but like, bro, <laughs> this is some real good times here, so. We shall see. I don't. I don't think Manny Machado is going to come to the Yankees. I don't know. I mean, I've heard him say in a, in a news outlet that you know, well, not him personally, but his people say that the Yankees are on the top of his list. But again, there's a lot of things when you when you succeed, it, it's like heaven over here. But when you fail, and you fail hard, just look at guys like A Rod, and look at guys like you know that have been been through the gauntlet here in New York over the past 10 years or so, you know, it, it's not pretty. It hasn't been pretty. And right. for the limited amount of time that's 
that Matt Harvey had success here. He wound up, Sean, you know this all too well. He was literally on the verge of of doing some really good things here, and he wound up not. You know, he brought his arm, and uh, <laughs> and 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 you know, and that was. I mean, I'm surprised the Angels gave him 11 million bucks. I was really surprised at that. But you know what? It's a one year prove it prove it deal, and you know, you know, you see what takes takes place. I, I think too. Like you look at the infield that the White Sox have right now. Like I said, just to get back to them for a quick second, you have guys like Jose Abreu, Yonder Alonso wound up coming over, you know. Then you have a guy like uh, Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson is a good shortstop, but he's not hes not going to win you ball games. You know, Yon Makata, another, we mentioned him before, with the with the young headache and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have Yomer Sanchez. Sanchez was actually having himself a, a pretty decent year last year, you know. With regards to his numbers, he wound up, I believe, he had himself in 600 at-bats. He had 145 hits, 8 home runs, 55 RBIs, 242. Okay, not not so much so of a great year. But you know what? He's a, He's still a young piece that can ultimately play. And then, like I said, you had the pitching. Lucas Giolito... You have, uh, you know, Michael Kopech that's coming up, Carson Fulmer. You know, you even sign a guy like an Ivan Nova. So they have right there four guys that could ultimately play, along with a Ronaldo Lopez. Well, so. well, you are a guy that loves the farm. You like I, I gotta tell that 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 you're a guy that that's um love the farm, and to me, it's one of those things where. Here's the bad part with bringing him in. Manny Machado is not a leader, captain-ish type of guy. And with a roster that young, you want a superstar to be that. You want a superstar to be like, hey, guys, look, we're down three in the ninth. But listen, rally and just get just get on base and right. I'll win, uh, win the game. And Machado is not that type of guy. So... I'll be very wary of that. Like, you know, you bring him, bring him in, and he may be all about getting his because the team is going to, you know, probably be bad for at least another year. And until they, maybe like 2020 and going forward, that's when they'll uh, they'll get good. So we just see what uh, happens there. Well, I did, um uh, before we uh, close out uh, this uh, episode, I did want to get to another baseball point um, about you. Did you see the uh, Dodgers and Reds trade? Yes. With Pui Kemp and Alex Wood coming yes. over to the Reds and Homer Bailey and prospects going over yep, to the I Dodgers. Did. I did. What are your thoughts on that trade, sir? Um, I think honestly, Cincinnati, they're they're looking to add some names right now, but this was ultimately for the Dodgers. This is all for Bryce Harper. All for at this Bryce point. Harper, yeah. That's you know obvious. For, for any for anybody telling you different, I think uh, you know, they're blowing smoke up your rear keys to you know, but uh you know, with, with with the Dodgers, it, it, it's all for Bryce at this point. They've been literally so close to winning the World Series two two times in a row over the past uh, couple of years. And on top of that, with this team that's in place right now, the Dodgers, I feel like, outside of Clayton Kershaw and, uh, and uh, you know, such great names that have come over the past couple of years, with regards to their pitching rotation, 
Kenta Mieda, Hiroki <sighs> Kuroda, when he was with the Dodgers at one point in time. Uh, Han Run Yu. Han Run Yu, right. And I think this guy's going to win a Cy Young pretty soon. Wade Bueller. Yeah. Absolutely. Wade Bueller. So, and, well, I like the Bailey move because Bailey, Bailey one, the, the Reds had a bad team. But number two, when you're a bad team and you're the ace of a bad team, you're going to lose a lot of games because the other team is just a better team. Right. Well, Homer Bailey's going to come to this team and be like the number four guy or like the number five guy because you're going to have Kershaw, obviously, one, Bueller, two. I'm assuming maybe uh, Henry and Hughes going to be three. So you probably put Bailey at four and then put whoever at five, Kenton, uh, Aida, or whoever. Well, Homer Bailey as a fourth or fifth guy, that's not bad to have a former ace. Don't forget, Homer Bailey doesn't have one perfect game. He has two. Right. So, so this guy is capable of you know he, you know maybe he maybe he doesn't have the stuff then well that he has um I mean now that he had then but I think as a fourth or fifth guy that's definitely something that they need but well like like you said the Dodgers are envisioning an an outfield of Bellinger in left, Jock Peterson in center, and or Bryce Chris Harper Taylor, right? or Chris or Taylor depending on how right. they want to do it. And Bryce Harper and right. So that was definitely a Bryce Harper Harper move. And then on top of that too, like you just to get back to the Reds here for one second, look at the outfield that's gonna be in place right now on paper. You're gonna have Matt Kemp. I think he's found himself again at age thirty five. Mm-hmm. Will he play center field? Probably not. You have a, you have Yasiel Puig going and entering the prime of his career. Mm-hmm. And then you have a guy like a Jesse Winker, you know, for the Reds. He he came up as a call up, I think, this year. And uh, actually, no, he didn't. He wound up getting called up in uh, 2017, last season. But his numbers go like this: He's batting 299 with seven home runs and 84, uh, excuse me, 43 runs batted in with an on-base percentage of 405. It's not bad. It could be. It could be better. But you know what? The future's bright for him. I like him a lot, me personally. And then they're in field. Joey Votto is going to be the face of that franchise for a really long time. I feel like he ain't going away. Uh, Scooter Jeanette, he's going to be there for probably for another while. We've been hearing name his name mentioned in a lot of trade rumors. And then their pitching staff, you know, outside of, uh, you know, they just got Tanner Rourke. They have uh, Rafael Iglesias, the closer, on their team. They wound up getting Alex Wood. And Brandon Finnegan is another guy to watch out for, along with Desca, uh, Anthony Descafani. I think these guys are going to be great. But outside of that, Brandon Finnegan, in my honest opinion, he could be the next best thing coming up for this team. Finnegan, Alex Wood, um, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and other arms that they could have. Well, will the Reds remind me of the White Sox in a way, a team that 2019 may be their last year of maybe not being good. But I think 2020 and beyond 2021, 2022, I think, you know, those those young guys are going to have experience. They're going to have money to, uh, money to spend. And so I can see them 2019 improving from the season of this past year. But in 2020, really, really, you know, having the roster to contend. So it was a very inter- interesting trade. It, trade. it caught me behind. Um, um, uh, uh, by surprise, uh, while I was home, but you know what? Well, we but well, it's the but well, here's the thing. 
the Dodgers better hope they get Bryce uh, Harper because if if they don't, they have a big hole in right field where they traded not one uh, outfielder but two. But you see, though, that's that's where it's not really a problem, even if they don't get Bryce Harper. I feel as if the past couple of years they've had a lot of a lot of a uh, surplus in the outfield, finding guys like Chris Taylor playing absolutely great. Why spend a ton of money on a guy like a Matt Kemp or even a guy like a Yasiel Puig when you can get back in return the guys that the Dodgers did? You know, that's just me. And now you don't have to, you know, constantly, David Roberts doesn't constantly have to look at what's going on with regards to his outfield because ultimately he's got his outfield set. Now he doesn't have to play games and play, you know, devil's advocate here with regards to, you know, his his pitching, his outfield and everything like that. So the Reds right now, they're looking to win now. The Dodgers, in my honest opinion, it's all for Bryce at this point. And if they don't even get Bryce Harper, hey, there's still going to be a challenge to be reckoned with for other NLS teams along with, you know, other NL rivals. So we'll see what happens over there with the Los Angeles Dodgers and Cincinnati Reds. So for this episode of On the Board Sports, we just wanted to give a quick shout out to Sean. Obviously, Sean, dude, you know, again. I can't believe the news that you dropped to me <laughs> earlier on. And, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things. And I'm going to mention a story to you, but I'll mention at the beginning of the next show. Awesome. So, On the Board Sports is logging out. We will talk to you soon.